Let's think about this for a sec, Ted. Why would somebody put a guarantee on a box? Hmm, very interesting. Go on, I'm listening. Here's the way I see it, Ted. Guy puts a fancy guarantee in a box because he wants you to feel all warm and toasty inside. Yeah, makes a man feel good. Of course it does. Why shouldn't it? You figure you put that little box under your pillow at night, the guarantee fairy might come by and leave a quarter. Am I right, Ted? <laughs> What's your point? The point is, how do you know the fairy isn't a crazy glue snipper? Building model airplanes, says the little fairy. Well, we're not buying it. He sneaks into your house once, that's all it takes. Next thing you know, there's money missing off the dresser and your daughter's knocked up. I've seen it a hundred times. But why do they put a guarantee on the box, then? Because they know all they sold you was a guaranteed piece of shit. That's all it is, isn't it? Hey, if you want me to take a dump in a box and mark it guaranteed, I will. I got spare time. But for now, for your customer's sake, for your daughter's sake, you might want to think about buying a quality product from me. You're listening to Bull and Dave's Excellent Podcast, Chicago's Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bull and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bull and Dave Show. Buckle up, bitch. It's about to get juicy. Yup. If one more label try to stop me, it's gonna be some dreadhead niggas in your lobby. This is episode number 94, Bill and Dave's Excellent Podcast. I'm Dave, I'm your host. We are recording here in Chicago, Illinois, lovely Chicago. We're right in the middle of March Madness. I hope everybody's having fun. I hope your brackets are doing well. We've got a huge show lined up, and I don't want to waste any time, so let's get right to it. All right, guys, we're going to go to the phones right now where we have an award-winning actor, producer, director, writer, an influencer, which is awesome. I think this is our first influencer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Enzo Zalaki. Enzo, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm uh this is one thing that's uh really exciting me is this title of influencer. What are your thoughts on that? Being a being a young up and coming, you have so much going on, actor, producer, director, that seems like enough, but now you're also an influencer as well. So uh, what are your thoughts on being called an influencer? Um, to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just do my thing, and uh, and I uh, I like to motivate and inspire people to to do their best uh, in their lives and in and whatever they're doing, whatever their path might be. Um, I honestly, I love to inspire. I love to motivate people um, to their best. And and that's, it's that's me. And the reason I think, and I don't know what you have to do to be known as an influencer, but I'm going to run some numbers by people because it's truly remarkable, to be honest with you. On Instagram, you've got over 3.8 million followers, which is huge. It's it's absolutely huge. Um, but one one year ago, and I think it was March of last year, right when COVID kind of first hit and the pandemic was sweeping across the world, um, your trailer for The First Secret went viral. 
and you had over 24 million views in one month, and it was the second most viewed uh, video on Instagram, um, beating some huge names uh, that we'll get into. Um, but when you put up numbers like that, you're going to be called an influencer. People have their eyes on you. I want to. I want you to maybe walk me through that month where you release that trailer and you start seeing those numbers go up. What's going through your head? Well, first of all, now it's 28 millions, but yes. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, basically, you know, when this pandemic hit, you know, there were a lot of like uncertain things. A lot of people were like uh, in the business kind of panicking in a way. Um, everything was starting to shut down. Um, everybody was starting to get depressed. So the, all the big marketing office for movies and distributions that were start to, you know, stop operations. So I, you know, I thought, well, we have a lot of footage here. You know, we just shot in London. We're supposed to go back to London to finish, but, you know, we have to hold production, but we have enough footage to cut a trailer. So, and I, and I said, well, this is the best time to release it because everybody's going to be home uh, on their phones, you know, because nowadays, we are, we're basically became, we were all became slaves of our phones. You know, we are on our phones, iPod and computer is kind of old, you know, whatever. Right. So everybody's in their phones when you go in your toilet, whatever. You bring your phone with you everywhere you go. So I figured this is the best time. I mean, I'm fortunate, but that's the best time because all the big guys are not pushing anything. So because they don't want to lose millions of dollars. So I said, well, I'm going to release it. Some people told me, no, it's going to be a waste. I said, I don't think so. So I listened to my instant intuition, and here we are. So I wasn't expecting because I had zero expectations. Uh, not even the Variety magazine was going to pick that up. Not even that it was the second most viewed video worldwide uh, during COVID at, at that time. Um, I, I was a, a nice surprise. So from that, I learned a lot you know, for the next one there, at least in November later on. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a surprise, but I was, um, you know, strategically, uh, I, I covered the basics and, and I always use an outside of the, I, I always think outside of the box, you know, so I never, you know, okay, these are the rules, but let's try to found the corner or the ways, you know, to, to be more unique. To get there so thankfully a little miracle happened so yeah and, <laughs> so and that's pretty much what happened and the article in variety is, is pretty amazing when you start looking at some of the lists because they, they do list out the top 10 uh videos uh the top 10 viewed videos on and this is on instagram in one month and this is march uh 2020 so a year ago um and you've released stuff since then that have, that's also gone viral but but just talking about that that trailer in particular um you know, you're, you've got more views on that trailer than whatever Selena Gomez posted. Um, Bad Bunny was number six. Um, and Bad Bunny, obviously, everybody saw Bad Bunny on the on the Grammys over the weekend. Uh, Cardi B has like half of the top ten videos. Uh, she happened to be number one, but you beat four of her other videos, which is pretty amazing. Um, the Rock is on that list. I mean, these are all people – I mean, would you ever – in your wildest dreams and thought that, <laughs> that a trailer, just putting a trailer on Instagram could get so much traction. No, 
but <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't honestly zero expectations. Wow. But I, um, I, I learned what I learned in life is if you put your heart, passion, all of yourself, and and and, and you give quality content, people will reward you. So you know, I if you might if you I don't know how much you research about me, but everything that I do. Even on my Instagram post, nothing is random. Everything is, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I, I rather give quality instead than quantity. So this is, uh, this is kind of my my policy and way of thinking. Yeah. So, and it shows too. And and I want to get into because this is uh, it's hard enough to be any one of these things, but being an actor a producer, a director, and a writer. And a lot of the projects that I've seen, at least that I've looked into here, that you're doing at, at least two, if not three, or all four of these things in, in a project. And and the thing that I, I always admire about somebody like you, Enzo, is when you look at these trailers, whether whether it's the most recent one, The Source, uh, or, or, or the one we were just talking about, The, the First Secret, e- either one of those, they're so visually just amazing like how do you get that visual out of your head and onto the screen is is that a, like how do you relay that because obviously you can't do it all yourself you have to rely on other people and some of the things that you see in these trailers it's like or or in the films it's like how do you get somebody to help you get that to become a reality well that's the job of a producer yeah. <laughs> so Basically, um, I want to take a quote from uh, Steve Jobs. You know, you, you need to be a good talent scout. So I, um, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm hiring the best people available at the time uh, and also trying to negoti- negotiate the best pricing as well. And yeah, I mean, it, it's like running a big corporation. You need to have the, in, in the key positions, you know, top executives. So whoever is the best, um, available at the time, then you're my guy, you know, and I, uh, I always want to work with the best because there is always something that I can learn, you know, because be a producer and director, but you know, you can, you know, you can be a leader, but you cannot win a war by yourself. You need your commanders. You need skilled people. You need a, you need a great team. You need to have, uh, you know, a good agent, a good manager, uh, you know, the whole thing. And then, you know, that's, on the personal side and the work side, you know, uh, a great editor, a great uh, uh, camera, great camera guys, great editor, visual effect department. I mean, everything comes along because you need to have a great team. That's the secret, well, I believe. And and you started in I'll call it show business. I don't know if anybody likes that term or not, but just for for lack of a better term, you started in show business at a young age. You started modeling. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but but as a, as a young teenager, you started modeling, and I was 13. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Was it hard when you wanted to break into acting and get get more into uh, uh, film and 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 stuff like that? Was it hard to get people to take you seriously and and to see you as more than just a, uh, a you know a pretty face? A model. No, this is just a model. You know what. What, what what can he bring to the table other than good looks? You know, I, was it hard for people to take you seriously in that in that role? Uh, at the beginning, we you know when you're like a young, you know, like a young man, and it's always difficult. Plus, there is always something. You know, you're too exotic looking. You're too grainy. You're too 
there is always something that you're wrong. You know, there is, some, there is always something wrong with you if you have to listen to other people. Uh, so uh, with me, I just um, I got lucky enough when I was 18 that one of the biggest Italian directors at the time, Carlo Vanzina, who di unfortunately died, uh, he died a few years ago. He gave me a chance. Um, he cast me for one of his TV shows and he gave me a role. And, uh, and, and that kind of changed things a little bit. And, and uh, it, it, even, even just in a, in, in a matter of like, for me to believe more in myself, because also, you know, if you, if you believe in yourself, you're unstoppable. That's, that, that's what I truly believe. And that lead me to, to like, okay, I, I did this. I, yeah, I was in the, you know, biggest Italian network in this big TV shows and, you know, famous actors and everything. Is this enough for me? No. Okay, great. So let's move to New York. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so I never really, I was, even now I'm not even, you know, I truly satisfied with, you know, my career, but for, I don't know, for some reason, for me, it's almost like never enough and, and and it's hard for me to enjoy my achievements because i'm always looking okay what's next what's next uh what what can i think what can i do what you know that is you know this this is part of my nature <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah it wasn't easy but um once you show again quality and that you're commit committed and also at the same time that you never give up you can never give up because you can receive one million no's in this town, you know, and then one yes can change your life forever. So um, I, I I got tons of no's, you know, like no no because oh you're too uh, dark looking or your your hair too dark, you look too exotic, you have uh, you have an accent, but I can clean it. I took no, but whatever. <laughs> okay, so there is always 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 it was always something, even nowadays sometimes. But for me, I'm like okay. See ya, you know. <laughs> well, say, I let result to speak for me. What they they say when one door closes, another one opens. I I, I gosh, I that is so hard, especially especially as a as a young man, like just trying to find your way in life. It like it it's just astonishing to me to, to think. Uh, okay, if somebody says something that you can correct that's one thing, but when they say, "Oh, you're too dark looking," or you you know, you're too this, or you're too that, and that's like. Well, I can't, there's nothing I can do about that, you know? And maybe it's just not a good fit for that project, I guess, and you just move on. Yeah, I mean, and if you, and if you look at me, I mean, I'm sure I have some olive skin, but, you know, <laughs> it's like if I go under the, the sun a little bit, I can get kind of like a nice tan, you know, pretty fast, but whatever. So um, I'm just taking a huge amount of glutathione, so I'm always like in the bright side. There you go. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> So, so let's talk about uh, this new this new film, The Source. Um, and I don't know yes. what you can tell me about it. That that it's the trailer looks phenomenal. It's hard to find. It looks like everything's kind of hush hush about this a little bit because it's hard to find much more than what I saw in the trailer. Um, but I will say that uh, I did see that you've got you talked about uh, working with the best and 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 getting the best. I mean, you got a guy that that was in an Academy Award winning movie. Uh, alongside you in this film, and Joe Cortese, and he 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 was in uh, uh, Green Book. Cortese. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Joe Cortese. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, you talked about you talk about getting the best. I mean, there you go. You got it. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I worked with Joe. I mean, me and Joe were longtime friends for 
for o- over a decade. But uh, we also worked together in a project that I um, that I produced and direct uh, called The War Hero. And Vin Diesel was an executive producer on that project. And um, we've always been, you know, good friends since then. And and then when I saw his last performance in the Green Book, and I, I said, well, Joe, we have to work together again, you know, so it's an Italian <laughs> thing, I guess we have to. <laughs> so, uh, and it, it, you know, and he said, sure, what you got? And that's what I have. Let's do it. And he loved the project. And um, we just had a great shoot. I mean, you know, work, work with experienced actors, veteran actors. And he, and he just finished at the time, he just finished to shoot a miniseries with Russell Crowe when he was playing uh, Oliver Stone wow. uh, for Star TV, I believe. Um, so, you know, there, there is so much wisdom to learn. You know, even, you know, there is always something to learn as a, as a you know, in the personal side, artistic side. You know, I love to work with uh, with Joe, with people like Joe. I mean, they can bring so much to the table. It's incredible. He he's he looks. I've always like the things I've seen him in. He's always struck me as an intimidating kind of guy. Is he pretty cool? Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> is 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 extremely cool. Yeah. I mean, we all have our edges, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but Joe is Joe is a, is a sweetheart. Yeah. You know, he's a very he's a very great guy. I mean, is uh, you know, if he can help you. You know, is is always down to help other people. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. And I and I think too, like you you would you would I kind of breezed over it, but you had mentioned that Vin Diesel executive produced the project. Um, and I'm just no the other one. Oh I'm yeah, hero, not this one. Oh, yeah, no, it was it was a different project, not this one. No. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, how did you get connected with with Vin Diesel? Were you just tied to the? He was already a part of the project, and and you and he came along, or did you work with him somewhere else, or was it just coincidence? Um, we co- we worked together in four different projects. Wow! And uh, because of T.J. Mancini, who was my producer mentor who helped Vin at the beginning of his career when he was unknown. Um, that's how I got the connection, you know, um, with him. So with T, because of TJ, you know, we brought along, you know, a lot of other people. I also met Joe Cortese through TJ. So, it's oh, wow. <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to know at all, that's <laughs> so I, um, yeah, it was a long time ago. So, um, yeah, because of TJ Mancini, who was, uh, He's, he um, he wrote and produced "Find Me Guilty" with the Academy Award director C. Lamette, and uh, and um, he he produced some other great projects. And he gave me so much wisdom. I I, I learned I learned so many so many things as a, as a as a young producer because of it. Wow. So so let's talk about the source. We have over two hundred million total views for the trailer. What can you tell it? Yeah. What can you tell us about it? What what's it? Can you give us uh, like a little synopsis without spoiling it? Of course. Yeah. I mean, the source is kind of like Mad Max meets The Crow with a touch of Tim Burton's madness kind of thing. And uh, so you know, post-apocalyptic scenario with a lot of gothic, crazy individuals. <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's kind of like uh that's kind of the story uh but it's a story about a group of um of aliens coming into earth 
to basically train the next generation of warriors to protect the universe. And, and obviously, the, you know, there is the bad people, the good people, you know, so there is all the conflict in between and jumps between realities. So that's why it makes it a little bit crazy and, and kind of expensive too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, you know, because when you have great ideas, great ideas are great, you know, but great idea costs money, you know. Yeah, the, <laughs> so, <laughs> no kidding, right? <laughs> yeah, so from that, for the source, I conceive it as a movie at the beginning, and then I develop it, I develop it into a TV show uh, because of COVID and everything and prices and distributions and, and, and everything that's been going on, uh, especially with large production, uh, mid-sized production and then smaller ones. So analyzing how the market is going, again, for distribution purposes, I, I got another intuition and I said, well, you know, let's make it a TV show. So... We can um, involve more people and uh, "quote unquote" capitalize more. So, um, so that's how that's how the idea developed in a way. I I love it. And, and speaking of distribution, and this is something I admire about you because it seems like you're a go getter, and when you want something, you get it done. And, and so much so that it's not enough to be an actor, a director, a producer, a writer, an influencer. You also founded your own production and distribution company. So it's like, hey, if I'm going to have a hard time getting this out there, I'll just do it myself and I'll start my own distribution company. I don't need you guys. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Why should I give you money? Why should I give money to somebody else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So yeah. so when when did you start the, when did you start the, the the production and distribution companies? Uh, about a decade ago, uh, about 10 years ago. I mean, it was like a natural a natural way to me to go in a way because you know if you um, I mean everything it depends also on the size of the production you're doing sure if you're looking to do uh, let's say uh, a movie that is over a hundred millions or whatever so that then you need you know you can you know it's it's wiser if you join venture with uh, you know with, like a, with a studio or a network sure uh, that's a different game that's a different game and strategy but for anything let's say under 20 million in a way, you know, you can find ways to strategically to get it done on your own. Uh, maybe using some strategic collaborations, but um, you just, you, at the end of the day, I don't like to wait. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't like to wait for, for phone calls. I don't like to wait too, you know, uh, too much time for anything, to be honest. I mean, I, I, if I feel that I'm wasting time, I'm getting anxiety in a way. So that's something little about me. That's why I like, okay, well, I'm not gonna go I'm not going to sleep until I'm done with this, until I found the solution. This is the way that I kind of like like a like a maniac that I do that I do things uh business wise. So I'm like, it's a mission. Uh I have to complete the mission and get it done. So well, distribution company, production, so you can have things rolling, you know, you can uh, give more confidence to your investors, have a tracking record, uh, successful tracking record. They can, uh, again, get more confidence. They can green light to your next project or slate of films or even some some tests that you want to do. And and then you keep rolling. So instead to uh, in, instead to waiting for a phone call, you are you become you're becoming the phone call that everybody's waiting for. Yeah. So that's kind of like the approach 
maybe a little aggressive, but this is kind of the approach that I'm. <laughs> I think well, I, I, I think in that in this industry you have to be like that. You have to be aggressive if you want to make something of yourself. Nobody's going to give you anything, so you have to yeah. you you have to be aggressive and, and do that stuff. So that leads me to my next question: Is it hard for somebody to work with Enzo? Is it hard for with somebody to work with you or for you? Because it seems like, I mean, you are pushing things forward. So I and and not a lot of people are like that. A lot of people maybe. Uh, procrastinate or put things off or, or don't have a sense of urgency and you strike me as the type of person that has a sense of urgency like you want to get this done uh, does that make it hard for people to work with you or keep up with you um, no because first of all I never say you work for me I always say we work together you know together we do, we're doing this as a I try to create this sense of, uh, of family of like brotherhood you know I try I, I I always make everybody comfortable from A to Z. It doesn't matter if it's a craft service or, or the DP or my my first AD or whatever. Um, I always treat everybody equally with you know with respect and uh, and um, time permitting. You know, I always dedicate enough time to get to know everyone. That's awesome. Uh, so, um, I mean, it's it's obviously I I I kind of like with my demeanor, I, I in a nice way. You know, I kind of putting out there uh that i like to get things done yeah. <laughs> i don't like bs i i you know i rather an ugly truth that uh than a lie just tell me the truth so we can fix it you yeah. know there is no problem that cannot be fixed uh, i let you know production wise unless you know someone i don't know something's you know unless it's health related you know i mean but beside that there is always a way there is always a way to get it done and to fix things so um you know being a let's say producer leader whatever you know it's you know you have to give confidence you have to give hope but uh strength and trust to your crew so once they see you're solid then they they can work even more freely and they can uh, even uh, uh putting their heart into it because it is it, not a paycheck anymore it's part of them sure so once you make something part of somebody's life then you're more motivated if you just pay for it okay i'm paying we get paid you know today whatever i don't care i'm just here because i have to so you know if if you work with that mentality then obviously you're not going to give 100 percent of yourself right so and you're not going to push you know nobody's going to push the extra mile so i i want people to push the extra mile organically because their heart tells them to so that's why it takes more time and more work. But um, that's when, honest, also, honestly, when the magic happens, you know, and people still love you. Of course, you, you know, not everybody can love you forever. But the point is, uh, you know, sometimes you might have some conflict. But uh, to me personally, I'm like, hey, I'm very black and white. No BS. We get it done. Yay. You know, <laughs> so that's 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 me. <laughs> now now in in a, in an era where it seems like the way people consume um uh entertainment it's changing like day to day week to week right month to month uh where as you know a year ago everybody was going to movie theaters now everybody's streaming and now uh, all the at least here in the US I I presume in other places around the world people are moving away from what we would call network television and 
to streaming platforms and and uh, you know you look at like Paramount Plus and Peacock and HBO Max and, and Netflix and Hulu and, and everybody's kind of going that direction. Do you think that that that's better for uh, for artists and people that are are making movies and 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 and, and TV shows or is it does it make it uh, uh, is it is it more challenging for you? Do you think? Well, I. I honestly, I think opens a lot, you know, many more opportunities um, to get things done. Um, but as you notice, sometimes they might green light a TV show maybe for one season and then that is not a second season. I mean, everything get more maybe green lighted easily. And then sometimes, you know, it just for one season and goodbye. <laughs> or what I notice now, a lot of... Um, networks they do limited series you know like four to eight episodes you know it's, it's a beginning and the end that's it and i noticed that that, it, that that's also something that in the last uh two years have been seen quite often uh limited series yeah um everything is evolving evolving with the trends of what they uh of society of what they want us to live in and so uh, as a filmmakers uh we strategically we have to adapt like i said for the source because see if there's a movie and turn out uh, uh as a tv show for the same reason that we just you know we're discussing right now i mean there's there is a lot of uh a lot of people in their own you know nowadays they for some reason they like to force people to stay home so <laughs> you have to uh you know uh play with what you got so yeah. strategically all right everybody has a phone everybody has a tv uh, and they can plug their Amazon, Netflix, whatever, you know, Netflix or whatever, Disney Plus, uh, whatever else in their TVs. And you can just stay comfy home and just watch your show. Uh, so, yeah, things are changing. But things have been changing a lot uh, so fast. Yeah. With the Internet, especially when the Internet steps in. Uh, and especially after I think it was around 2008 everything changed so fast yeah it's been a consistent change and i think for the in a way open open more opportunities and change deeply change the way that we conceive entertainment um now that's one thing but you know for movies was a different way of revenues so now a lot of big movies that try to delay their release because they they don't want to release it right now they want to try to capitalize you know the most of it right because everybody at the back end they're getting a percentage so if less people go is going to the movies then less they're going to make right but so now i know that there's some studios they the, the, in a way they're taking the team the the uh, you know um they go straight to hbo or like you know straight to tv sure. uh or like limited release and then boom straight to so that's kind of like piss off some producer and stuff because <laughs> It doesn't give him enough time to really capitalize money-wise yeah. the movie, but uh, it is what it is. You know, <laughs> sometimes you have more leverage, and sometimes you have to suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I love that. I love that. So, it's like the Godfather, you know, in real life, in a way. <laughs> but you know, it, it seems like I—that's what I like about you. It seems like you kind of you—you've got a good feel for for what's going on out there, and you've 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 positioned your 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 stuff 
in a manner where people can obviously consume it because I mean, what tw- what did you say? Over twenty eight million now for the first secret. Uh, over two in that one month, over twenty eight million. I should clarify, over twenty eight million views for the trailer for the first secret, and then the source uh, over two hundred million total views. It would be great if all two hundred million of those people, you know, purchased the movie or 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 did something like that. And I hope I hope they do. But it seems like you're onto it. You're getting it in front of people and you're getting their attention. That's half the battle, right there, right? Yeah, I want with the source. To be honest, I wanted to for, for that for the first trailer. I wanted to give like a, a taste of everything and leaving a lot of question marks. Yeah. Okay. You know, give me like, like boom, boom, and you you see like so many. They they might seem random, but are all connected, and and it is not without confusing people at the same time. So <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I was trying to, uh, uh, and I and I think we achieved that. And uh, when I directed the. You know, it was also the the editing. It was you know, it, it came out pretty much how I visioned in my mind. Obviously, when you visually, you know, when you're writing something and you visualize it, uh, you have one thing in your head, and then, uh, none. You know, you're lucky if you can have sixty percent of your vision on the screen. But uh, I was pretty happy with what we were able to achieve. It it, it looks and visually, it's amazing. It's amazing. It, it really is. So. Uh, I Thank wanna, you. I was lucky enough to to have great people with me. And and I want to make sure we get the the social media handles out there on Instagram and, t- and Twitter. You can follow Enzo. It's uh, at Enzo Zalaki on on both. It, it's pretty simple. We'll we'll make sure we put it in the notes. Um, Enzo, what can we look forward forward to from you next? What what do you got? What what should we be looking for right now from Enzo? Uh, that's a very good question. I mean, we always have projects in development right now. We are working on. Um, also working on on the first on invincible which is the first uh it was the first general who never lost a battle in the battlefield in the history of in, in military history so it was the story about uh Scipione the Afri- africanus uh Scipio, you know i don't know if you ever heard of him but mm-hmm. it was a roman general uh who basically he was the one he was the one able to defeat hannibal you know hannibal the conqueror yeah Okay, so working on that, that would be like a mix between uh, the Gladiator meets 300, just to give you a little bit of reference. So, um, you know, Vin Diesel, his, his passion project was, uh, he wasn't able to get it done yet, but it was, it was Hannibal the Conqueror. So, you know, from that idea, I was thinking, huh, so let's say social-wise, political, you know, taking all the elements in consideration, which one will be more likable, you know, to to be to be greenlighted in a way, and be also slightly patriotic as well? And I thought, huh, Scipione um, Africanus, the invincible. So this guy never lost a battle in the battlefield in military, in military history. Undefeated. So I thought, <laughs> yeah, that well, also because he didn't do so many wars. He did about he did like five or six battles, but the point is, uh, he never lost. And, and it was a very intriguing story because Hannibal the Conqueror killed his father. I mean, it, it, it's so, it, it's not just a guy meeting a guy in a battlefield and, and try to kill each other. It was, it was way more uh, on the story in their, you know, in their, in their, it was going through uh, their families. So it was, it's it just incredible because you can add 
all the all the elements of mystery, action, um, passion, and and love for your country, and and fight for you for what you believe for, fight for your people on the other side, and and then you can have uh, you and then some, you know like sheep you got betrayed politically by the leaders, and then that's also one of the reasons why I lost. You didn't receive the right makeup. I mean, if you see the whole story, it was incredible. I mean. That's why that that that's something that we're working on right now, and we hope to can go in active development in the next month. Uh, just COVID is still a little bit painful because right now with the with with COVID you have to the prices you know kind of like a, a slight a way more expensive now. I mean, if you think about uh, uh, let's say a production that with a hundred million dollar budget uh, they just finished, for example. They they had to do about ten thousand COVID tests. Wow! So just ten thousand in 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 about two months. Jeez. So just that, and then have people on set they have to say you have to put your mask on. Okay, thank <sighs> you. Okay, I get it. Oh my god! So you have to pay people to, to to remind and to check and to keep every you know the guard line safe and all this. You know, it's like Jesus. Oh my so gosh! So you the prices are. That's why, if you notice, the big, big production, they're keep, they're keep going. Uh, the medium production, they, they're struggling more. And the people that, you know, the small productions, let's say whoever has a daddy with $200,000 and we want to produce a, a little something in the desert, they keep in doing it. But they think is it's very hard to find distribution anyhow um, if you're not strategically ready, so, you know, because... <laughs> When you do a, even before I start to do a movie, I'm thinking, okay, with where I can go with this, where I'm gonna go, where I'm gonna, you know, be released, wh- which is my target audience, which, what, you know, what kind of idea, uh, what kind of trend executives are following right now. So you, there is so much they have to keep, keep in consideration in order to maximize your chances of success. Otherwise. You're setting, you know, you're setting yourself to lose already even before starting. Yeah. If you just go with the idea, I have the best idea in the history. I'm going to do it because it's my idea. I know it's going to be great. Okay, great for you. It's great in your head. But let's, <laughs> you know, you need to, you need to, uh, you need to sell it or you need to, uh, uh, you need to have following or engagement. You have to get people excited. Uh, so it's, you know, uh, there is a lot into it. It sounds easy, but what people forget sometimes times that, that, that is that the entertainment business is a business right so it's great i'm very artistic i love the artistic side but you always have to uh, battle with the numbers be, yeah. you know so because you need to make your investors happy and also make money for for everybody involved otherwise nobody's gonna give you any money anymore and then you're back to basic and and, <laughs> and then this one here and one last one and i promise i'll i'll, I'll we'll, we'll let you get back to to uh to to what you got going here but i just this is a guilty pleasure of mine i'm pretty sure that i read that uh you are working on a project maybe with tj mancini uh where you might be playing frank costello which is uh it wasn't a, a famous uh famous gangster uh new york new york oh, yeah, gangster the, the- the American crime lord. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you what, I, I'm a sucker for, for, for any type of crime movies. And that, that, that was one that jumped out. And I'm like, when I was reading about it, I'm like, man, I think 
that that one's going to have some legs for sure because I think that those that genre is always popular and I I feel like I mean just from what I've seen from you already I'm excited to see what what comes of that one. Yeah, that one is uh is a project with Crossroads so yeah with TJ and uh uh we are we're still in the development phase and we hope to go into the active development because we have a lot of things with covid kind of like put a lot of things on hold but uh, what I've been trying to do and what I'm what I achieved and did is basically uh, invest the time um, to to develop things to the core. So to develop and make it grow and make it even bigger. And and this allowed allowed it also that um, enough enough amount of you know a good amount of time to uh, to adding more elements into the story and and, and make it more interesting. So that one is going to be, I mean, I love, to be honest, gangster movies. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to, to get that one done as well. So that one is going uh, is gonna to be, I believe, in a slate of films of other so three. So it's going to be that one and other two. So that one is in a different deal package. Gotcha. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it, it is on the charts. It's just a matter of like, you know, now they're reopening things a little bit. And now, oh, new strain of COVID popping out. They're more <laughs> aggressive and more deadly. And da, 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 Jesus. You know, I mean, I mean, you can, it, it, when you're ready to plan and ready to go, a new strain pop out, you know, like <laughs> surprise, you know. Nice. We got a California strain now, a New York strain now is, is worse than they're saying the UK one and the Brazilian one that you get a South African. I mean, I don't know. Normally viruses, they develop maybe once a year. Now this virus develops how many times? Five, six times? Yeah, once a sounds month. Like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you really got you really want to take keep us home, right? I mean, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it feels like. It's you're not you're not far off, man. It feels like that. Yeah, I'm like you. what the, you know, if you think with your head, you know, shut off the TV, you're thinking about you're thinking it like is this for real? Are you this is this for real, Willis? So yeah. I was like <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you know. Suck it up, keep it for yourself, and work with what you got. But yeah. definitely, it makes things harder for for businesses, for movies as well, to strat- to strategize and and uh, because even investors they're gonna you know they they can they get scared of like well if you start production then we gotta stop then the insurance is not gonna cover and then I'm losing money and then you know. I know, I understand. So it's hard to make a promise that you cannot keep. So yeah. if they shut down everything again, that I cannot promise you that you're not going to lose your money. I mean, this this is the hardest part right now. Uh, so if you're a big studio, you take your chance, you take the loss. You already have everything in in your ground budget, below the budget, you know, above the line, below the line. So you got everything lined up. So for you, it's not a big deal. But you know, if you work uh, with direct investors or even companies and so it's different, you know, it's, it's a bit, it's a risk. So that's why it's so hard well, right now with well, this COVID and new strains, strains and everything. Well, I know here in Chicago, they've announced a bunch of concerts at Wrigley Field and, and there, so that's, that's promising. So hopefully, hopefully that holds true and hopefully that'll open up uh, opportunities and hell, if anything, maybe you, you shoot a couple of them here in Chicago. We'd love to have you. I know that. So. Boy, I have actually an old cousin in Chicago that I never met. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, it might be a good time to come to Chicago, and, and, and hopefully things are safe now over there. So 
Oh yeah, it's all it's all good. Don't again, don't believe what you see on TV. That's that's what we always say. So okay, well, no, no. I mean, I I love you know I I, I love I love everything. It just you know when you hear like the mayor is doing this, the governor is doing that. I said, all right, you know, it sounds very safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know, and, and it's just like I think it's just like any other city. It's there's pockets that are rough, but anytime you have three and a half yeah. million people living in a small area, that's you're gonna run into that. I think it's. But uh, all, all in all, um, Enzo, I can't thank you enough for your time. And you can g- give him a follow on Instagram and Twitter. It's, en- uh, it's at Enzo Zalaki on Twitter and Instagram. Check him out. Um, check out these trailers. We're going to share them again, the first secret and the source. And, um, and, yeah, congratulations on all of your success so far, Enzo. And I can't wait to see what comes next for you, sir. Thank you, man. You're the best. All right. Take it easy. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys, there you go, Enzo Zalaki. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Enzo Zalaki, just like it's spelled. And uh, as always, thank you guys for listening, subscribing, telling your friends. We appreciate it. We will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill and Dave Show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bill and Dave Show.